welcome to the only podcast on the planet produced exclusively for wholesalers and their leaders. This is Wholesaler Masterminds Radio. Now, here's your host, Rob Shore. Wholesalers, welcome to another episode of Wholesaler Masterminds Radio. Wholesaler, we're going out and we're uncovering super smart folks on this episode. We want folks that can help us really better understand some nuances of how our minds work and how we can use the understanding of how our minds work to our advantage with our clients, with our prospects, with our peers, with our superiors. I brought you an Emmy Award-winning writer, a producer, a presenter, and longtime consultant to Fortune 500 teams. He has expansive knowledge in the areas of psychology, which includes brain-based behavioral science, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and influence that adds richness and depth to all the programs that he performs. But he's also on the faculty at GE's John Wells Center of Leadership in Crotonville, New York. He's a guest lecturer for the MBA program at the Daniel School of Business at the University of Denver, and he's the founder and principal of Complete Intelligence, LLC. His client list looks like a who's who of Fortune 500 America. His first book, Be a Shortcut, The Secret, Fast Track to Business Success, will be available on our website, but we're here to talk about his brand new book, which I know he's been working on for a long time and has put a lot of care into it. Activate Your Brain, How Understanding Your Brain Can Improve Your Work and Life. It's coming out quite shortly. Scott Halford, welcome to Wholesaler Masterminds Radio. Thank you very much. That was, uh, wow, great preamble. I need to, to kind of put that on my uh, epitaph there. F- feel free to clip it and use it wherever you wish. Great. So I got I got a question. You you have brought science into the notion of leadership. You're saying that the most effective individuals and leaders of the 21st century will be those that understand biology. Why is that? Well, it's a you know it's a kind of an interesting notion. But when you think about it, the leaders of the the 90s and the early 2000s basically were the were, were rewarded for their business and financial acumen. I mean, th- those were the people who kind of made it to the top. It's true of solopreneurs. It's true of entrepreneurs that you know really focused on the transactional dollar, close the deal, get it done. And you know what we've discovered through this really kind of overladen, overdistracted world is that our biology is now having something to say about our success. And so if we don't understand our biology, we cannot pursue what we are pursuing at the same rate that we were before. And we, we can't be innovative. We can't be creative. We actually can't you know, close deals if we, we will because we're not paying attention to kind of the yin and yang and the in and out of, of kind of the, the energy that's going on between people. And it's a very, very biological and very real thing. And, um, you know, what, what we got into, I think, with, with uh, corporations and, and just being trying to be a very successful individual is that we had to start in the morning and go all the way until very, very late at night and sometimes wake up in the middle of the night uh, because we thought that the more hours that we put in, the more successful we would be. There are still people who today say there is no way around success without putting in just hundreds of hours every week. And I, I would disagree, and so would the science around our brain. 
So the, the, the biology is important to understand. So is, is this a book about um, behavior? Is it a book about um, self-care? Is it a book about nutrition? Because biology might take our listeners, and myself included, off on a couple of different pathways. Maybe you could give us a couple of nuggets from the book, some things that listeners can immediately, or wholesaler listeners can immediately uh, attach to conceptually about what you're, 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 you're notioning here about understanding the brain and improving your work. Yeah. So the so our brain, as as we as, as all of us know, is kind of our it's our it's our chief operating system, and it runs everything on our body. And when it's overtaxed, uh, not only does it slow down, but sometimes it, it it shuts down. And of, of course, it doesn't just completely turn off, but it shuts down to a point where we can't actually we can't think, we can't make decisions, we can't focus, um, we bark. Uh, we become de- demotivated. We don't feel like, you know, jumping in and, and picking up the phone to make one more phone call. Um, we're not very, we're not very um, energized in a meeting when we really actually need to be. We're not, we're not, uh, kind of turned on in our brain. We can't access our deepest memories. And so the biology of our brain really is to understand what stressors do and and, and how the brain needs downtime, how long it can focus, how to get it to best focus, when we make our best decisions, how we make our best decisions, how to feed our brain. So there there are so many different pieces that, that lead to kind of just the care and nurturing of this machine that allows us to be at our very best. So if you think about for your audience, for the, for the group of people who are out there looking for prospects and they are going and, and, and basically talking to people who don't know them, well, understanding that the brain doesn't feel very safe when it meets a brand new person. And that's really a critically important thing to understand because when the brain doesn't feel safe, what it does is it sets up a, off a whole cascade of neurochemistry that actually narrows its behavior and, and, and pretty much um, just kind of picks and chooses the pieces that it wants to hear as opposed to being open. And so creating a relationship first is really critically important to, to, to the safety of the brain and then what I think is to the overall success of the deal. So we look at things like that, and um, it does include what we eat because you know feeding the brain is really critical for things like willpower and, and decision-making. We take a look at sleep because people who are underslept make worse decisions. They eat more food. They have worse habits. Um, they become cranky, and they also make, again, bad decisions. To take a look at awake rest. How do you rest your brain while you're awake? You're sitting in your office, and you've been going, going, going doing, 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 well, your brain is, is beginning to scream and say, wow, I, I, I need some downtime. And so how and when do we do that? What are kind of signals for us? Uh, hold, we take- hold, hold, hold that thought. I want to stop you right there okay. because I know that our listeners, wholesalers, I know what you're doing. You're, you're nodding your head up and down. You're going, yep, I'm feeling that. Yep, that's me. Yep, I can relate. Give me something. Give me something, Scott. So let's talk about that 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 what did you say? Oh, rest aware, brain rest. What did you call it? Yeah. So in neuroscience, we call it awake rest. Awake. Okay. So here's the deal. My wholesalers are out there doing four, five, six appointments a day. They're slugging it out on the freeways and the airports and the subways. Tell me how I can have some wake rest, wake rest time. 
I hope I got that right. I butchered it twice because that's something I could really use. So if there's a nugget that you can bestow on me among others today, I know there's many, tell me more about that one. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, I'm glad that you, you, you pointed that out because it is a big one. So awake rest is resting your brain while it's awake, of course. And so one form of resting your brain is, is sleep, which is kind of the, the, you know, the chief of it all. But giving our brain downtime throughout the day and resting it throughout the day is really critically important. So as we age, our brain declines. It basically shrinks. The gray matter shrinks. The, a, a, a piece of architecture called the hippocampus shrinks. That's where we store memories. And so our ability to interact with information very, very quickly slows down. And when we stress out and we go bam, 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 appointment, 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 phone, 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 you know, just dealing with all of the stressors and distractors all day long, that sets off a cortisol, which is a stressor hormone chain. And what it does is it begins to actually thin those things that I just talked about, the gray matter and that hippocampus. So to reverse that, to help, to help stop that and actually in, in some cases in laboratories being able to replump the hippocampus and actually add um, layers and structure to the to the frontal lobes which is really cool meaning that your brain doesn't have to age as quickly as it does meaning that you actually get to perform in in in, in better ways um, is critically important and in order to do that we have to about three times a day, at a minimum, take about 10 minutes where nothing can get a hold of us, literally nothing. No phones, no computers, no people, literally nothing. And so creating a, a place for your, your brain to wander, and there's been many forms of awake rest. One is just to wander, let you go on a walk and, and get away from things and let your brain wander. It's not looking in your phone. It's not looking in, in a newspaper. It's literally allowing your brain to not be stimulated by data and information that it has to chunk up. Another form of it is to get really, really focused on one thing. Uh, in class, I teach people uh, mindfulness is what we call it, mindfulness through a raisin. They put a raisin in their mouth. They have to keep it in their mouth for a minute and a half, and they have to chew it for a minute and a half without swallowing it. And all the whole time, the only thing they can think about is the raisin. So they have to actually um, basically inhibit any distraction that comes into their brain. And what the research is showing is that that form of rest or the form of, of, of just mental wandering allows the architecture of the brain moments to be able to kind of recharge and to step up. So three times a day, 10 minutes each, each time, five to 10 minutes. I mean, it's not an exacting kind of thing. But what most people don't do is take any time. They, they wait until they get in the car, and then they put on the radio, or they get on the phone. And so they're, they're constantly stimulating their brain and not giving their, their brain a moment. So let me, let me ask you this. We're, we're, this is so important, uh, and th this feels to me and probably to our wholesalers as heavy as uh, – Losing 20 pounds as, uh, you know, getting a six pack. It's that kind of work because we run so fast. We do so much. We're wired to be engaged and on all the time. Do you have any tips? Do you, I mean, you, you are the expert here. Do you have any tips? Do you have any suggestions? The best places to find that time. The, the, the uh, ways that I can navigate the off switch for five minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes, because I'm wired, my wholesalers are wired 
and you're talking about people that are wired, just go, 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 go. And the notion of shutting down for 10 minutes during the middle of the day to just veg on nothingness is almost absurd, as I'm yeah. sure you can appreciate. Do you have any <laughs> thoughts on that? Yeah, oh, I have lots of thoughts on it. It, it. It's interesting because, you know, I work mostly in corporations. I do a lot of of work in the financial services industry as well, and and, and I'm very familiar with that 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 complete culture. And the the issue with it is this: is that the the research is telling us something very different than what we have taught ourselves to do. And what it's telling us is that our, our, again paying attention to our biology. What it's telling us is that one hour of, of learning to focus, and, and learning to focus is very difficult. You put that raisin in your mouth for a minute and a half and thinking of nothing else of, other than the raisin. It's an eternity. Try it. Try it. It's, it's, it is one of the most difficult things to do. Your brain will all of a sudden go, hmm, wow, raisin, wine. Oh, geez, I have a, 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 a cocktail party tonight. And boom, you're off into La La Land, right? Oh, wow, the ridge is on that. Hmm, that's interesting. It's getting stuck in my my teeth. Oh, dentist, I haven't. Oh, I have that dentist. You see what happens? And so, yep. teaching our brain to stay folded and focused is um, one of the most extraordinarily difficult things to do, because we're we're doing two things at the same time. We're inhibiting everything that's trying to get our attention from the external world, and we're exciting our brain to pay attention to something. So we're both inhibiting and exciting, which are two processes that are difficult. So when when we look at it, I, I mean, I think one of the be- best convincers is, is the research that shows one hour of focus time equals four hours of distracted time. And the vast majority of people are working in distracted time, meaning if you have pop-up emails on your, mm-hmm. on your email, that's a, that's a distraction. You lose anywhere from 45 to 75 seconds every time you look at a pop-up just to be able to get your refocus back into the email that you were in. And you are being distracted by people walking into your office, by phone calls, by not being able to actually stay incredibly focused. So when when people say, wow, I, I don't know where I'm going to find this time, I I push back on them and I say, it, it is it is it will be the thing that changes your world. It will rock your life because what happens is, all of a sudden, you are learning how to focus, and you're doing what you did in eight hours. You're doing it in two. And now you could add another hour in and be even more successful because your focus is so incredibly intense. One of, one of the, the, the pushbacks I, I'm hearing right now in, in my brain from your people is this, is that I know I'm already focused. You know, I pick up the phone. I do this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on, on, on. I would challenge, I would challenge your listeners to really watch themselves and to really notice how in one thing, how deeply in one thing can you stay and how long can you stay there until it is finished. And the, the idea of multitasking, you know, is just such a, such a passe, bad biological concept. Um, so, so the idea of, of, of picking up one thing and doing another thing and doing another thing, it's just bad for the brain. And, and so this is going to definitely be like a diet for people. <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I actually have to slow down. The, the, the paradox of the brain is if you want to do more, you have to slow down. That, that, is, that is a uh, complete disconnect for so many folks. And yet, you know, I was just speaking to a coaching client just yesterday, 
And he was talking about, you know, what I call, and I'm sure you've heard reference, the shiny object syndrome, right? I mean, it's just, as soon as something, as soon as a bright, shiny object comes in my field of vision, that's where I go. And it's really, and that's back to your notion about get rid of the pop-ups, get rid of the tones, get rid of the signals, you know, those things that kind of in a Pavlovian way send you off in a different direction. Uh, but boy, to your point, so, so hard. Let's talk about, Let's talk about business being uh, harmful to your brain. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm notioning on your philosophy that, yeah. that being in business today can be injurious to your brain. What, what do you mean by that? Why is that the case? And some of it, I, you know, of course, you, you have referenced, but at the heart of it, what are you, what are you saying there? Yeah, so it's, it, it, it kind of focuses back on what we're talking about, but in, in, in addition – the the fact is is that you in in business are basically met with many many goals and many milestones and and many expectations of you and when when we try to meet all of those goals and those expectations and we don't order them according to how the brain likes them ordered and we actually sabotage ourselves we sabotage our own goals when we put a goal out there and say uh you know that by the end of the year we're right now in in you know in the, the first quarter of the year by the end of the year i want to make i want to close x amount of, of premiums you know i want that's my goal big dollar goal out there um what happens is the architecture in the brain that that uh, pays attention to that doesn't see itself as doing it it sees it, it sees somebody else as doing it and so um, what basically we do is we put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off until the very last minute, the last quarter hits, we're in a rush, we're trying to do our very, very best work, but in, in actuality, we're doing our, our work in a, in a very heightened stress state. And what feels good about procrastination is when we get it done, we go, oh, boom, see, I made it. But your best quality work never, ever happens if you don't have incubation. We need incubation. We need time down to be able to produce some work, think about it, come back to it, get back into it, do it again. And incubation is really, really critical. So what we know is that, that actually bringing goals to very, very small pieces, to, to almost daily types of, of pieces, that big goal that you have for the end of the year, great goal. But you, it's kind of like saying you're, you're going to lose 100 pounds. Well, your brain's calling BS on that because you're not going to lose 100 pounds between now and tomorrow. It's on a 24-hour window, that brain. It loves to see things in 24-hour cycles. But that 100 pounds is not going to happen. But what can you lose between now and tomorrow? And that's what you want to focus on. And what business does is it comes along and it says, okay, here's your goal, and then here's another goal, and then here's another goal, and here's another. And pretty soon we have so many layers that the brain doesn't know what to pay attention to. And so we overwhelm. And by hook or crook, we we achieve some of those goals because we're you know we're overachievers and high achievers, and so we're, of course we're going to go and achieve some of those things. But at the same time, we're literally wearing ourselves down because we still have on our plate. Our brain still is a trying to attend to all of the bits and pieces that you put on its plate because you haven't released it from the brain. The brain pays attention to what you tell it to pay attention to, and if you don't release it. You've got all these goals, and you don't release it. The brain will pay attention to it, and that's why we wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, my God, I forgot I have this that I have to do. Or when you're in mid-conversation with somebody and 
something from the external environment cues you to remember some very odd piece of, of some goal that some, something that you just didn't get done. So the, the notion is not necessarily business, but how we approach business and how, we, how much we put on our plates and how we organize our plates. And so really paying attention to that and, and how that operates is really something we, we uh, delve deeply into the book. Scott, there is just an infinite amount of conversation to be able to have around the topic, and our time today is done. But wholesalers, I want you to go out, and I want you to click on the link at the website, Activate Your Brain, How Understanding Your Brain Can Improve Your Work and Life, clearly is evidenced by the descriptions and the insights that Scott shared. There's a lot here to chew on. Uh, we're going to take one takeaway from this one, wholesalers, one big, big takeaway. And the big takeaway is if you can find, well, let's rephrase that, you must find five, seven, ten minutes a day, three times a day was the prescription from Scott, to be able to detach, no phones, no radios, no looking at your calendars, just detaching, just being for five, seven, ten minutes, and we're, I'm trying that myself and see if we can get better health of our brains and help us perform at a higher level. Scott Halford, thank you for joining us on Wholesaler Masterminds Radio. Wholesalers, come back next time for another episode of Wholesaler Masterminds Radio.